Well, good morning. Good morning, New Life Church. Please take your Bibles and turn to Exodus chapter 20. We continue our series on the, the Ten Commandments. And again this morning we're looking at the fifth commandment. Last week we saw that honoring parents is a form of honoring all authority, including God himself. And we saw that God calls every child of of every age to show honor to our parents. So this is really for all of us this morning, all of us who have parents who have parents and to to refuse to dishonor our parents. And that's, that's the message of the scriptures this morning. Um, God calls us to honor them as an outflowing of the way that we honor, honor God himself. Um, he calls us to be people who respect the, his sovereignty by, by respecting the parents that he saw fit to give us. We also established that the command to honor our parents is the fifth commandment. It's not the first commandment. We saw the first four commandments deal with how we ought to honor God. So God comes first. So for those of you who are visiting this morning, please understand that the first four commandments that the Lord has given us are really a foundation to help us understand how we are to honor our parents. If we're not honoring God, there's very, very little chance that we are going to be honoring our parents. And if we are not honoring God, especially in our homes, there's very little chance that our children are going to be honoring us, especially when there is hypocritical examples in front of them. So today is our our youth emphasis service, and later we are going to honor uh, two of our graduates. Um, And so this morning we're going to flesh out this command one last time how we can honor our parents. So let's read Exodus um, chapter 20. We're going to read from verse 1 to 12 to help us remember the context. And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and you shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments." And you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. 
Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Father, we do thank you for your law this morning. We know your law is there to show us, Lord, that we are imperfect in every way. And Lord, that we need Christ. We need the one who is perfect. We need the one who would be our substitute, who would perfectly fulfill the law. We thank you this morning for Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that we have this propitiation and that we can this morning put our faith in Jesus, the one who was complete and perfect in every possible way. So I pray this morning, Lord, as we look at this law, it wouldn't just be a set of rules. It wouldn't be just a set of rituals that we would want to follow in order to, in order to be right with you, in order to earn favor with you. But may the teaching of your word and may the Spirit of God show us, Lord, how corrupt we really are and how much we need a Savior. So today, Lord, may you be honored and may you be glorified in our response, in our thinking. We pray for your help as the word is preached, that you would be glorified here this morning by all that is said and all that is done. So teach us, Lord, we ask, for the sake of your great name we pray. Amen. One Christian author by the name of Don Wilton, he once said, We are living in a time when God is being humanized. Genders are being neutralized. Marriage is being ostracized. And children are being victimized. The family is being trivialized. Fathers are being demonized. Mothers are being marginalized. The roles are being disenfranchised. And God's order is being vandalized. I think this is especially true in our world today, in our age today. You know, the order that God commands for our existence is grounded theologically as we see in the Ten Commandments. Commandments 1 through to 4, we are to love God. Commandments 5, which we're looking at today, we are to, to love our family. And then commandments 6 through to 10, we are to love our neighbors as ourselves. And whenever this, this order is upset, whenever this order is ignored, chaos follows. And God's command to honor our parents is is consistent with this divine order. He knows what is best for us. He made us. He loves us. And that is why he issues this command and he connects this promise into his basic plan for all mankind. And God designed parent-child relationships to be among the most important of all human relationships. So turn with me quickly to Proverbs chapter 6. Proverbs chapter 6. I'm going to read from verse 20 to verse 23. Proverbs 6. My son, keep your father's commandment, 
and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. For the commandment is a lamp, and the teaching a light, and the reproofs of discipline are the way of life. Here in the book of Proverbs, um, which is commonly called the, the wisdom literature, God tells us to pay attention to our fathers and listen to our mothers. Youth, I hope you're listening this morning. We are to pay attention. We are to hold their instructions in our, in our hearts. And we are to tie them around our necks. And in return, as we see there, we receive guidance, we receive protection, we receive teaching, and we receive discipline. All very necessary ingredients. And no one can afford, really, to, to live without these. And as I said before, God knows what is best for us. He loves us. He made us. And God commands us to honor our parents. This is consistent with His divine order. So let's turn to Exodus chapter 20 as we look at this passage in this verse in verse 12, this command in verse 12, one last time. But let us start with the question. What does it mean to honor my father and mother? Verse 12 tells us, Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Last week, we saw that the command here, the imperative, is to honor. That is the command. And the Hebrew word we saw last week is, is kobede, and it carries with the concept of, of something that is heavy. Um, it also carries it with the, with the concept of being glorious. It can be translated um, in the word glory or glorified. And the point is that a child is not to take his or her parents lightly. There must be a heaviness, a weightiness about their relationship, about their respect to their parents. And this must be regarded with, with value, with, with seriousness. The Greek word for honor in Ephesians 6, where Paul tells us the same thing, the Greek word is the word tameo, which means virtually the same thing, to prize, to value, to revere. So there's no difference between the, the Old Testament and the, and the New Testament words for honor. Honoring your, your mother and father is being respectful, not just in, in the words that you are, are using, but being respectful in your, in your attitude. We are to esteem them for their position that they hold within the family unit. Now, honor is not dependent on whether your parents have earned it or not, or if they have given you something good that makes you grateful. They shouldn't win your honor. Honor is not only for merit. I mean, we honor somebody with rank. For those of us, for those of you who are being in, in the military, you will understand that. Um, some of us may disagree with our president or prime minister's decisions or his personality, 
But they should still respect his position as the leader of the country. We are to respect that position that he holds. And that's the same for children of all ages with regard to their parents. Regardless of of who their parents are, regardless of whether they deserve it or not, they are to respect their parents. They are to honor their parents. So God here exhorts us to honor father and mother. Um, He values honoring parents enough to include it here in the Ten Commandments. As I said, this is part of his divine order. The prophet Jeremiah tells us in Jeremiah 35 that those who honor their parents are blessed. Now in contrast to this, in Romans 1, those with a depraved mind and those who display ungodliness in the last days are characterized by disobedience to their parents. And Paul talks about the unrighteousness who suppress the truth. And this is the truth, folks, that we have been given by God himself. We are to honor our parents, whether we think they deserve it or not. Let me read for you Romans chapter 1. If you would turn there with me. Romans chapter 1, I'm reading from verse 28 to verse 31. And since they did not see fit... To acknowledge God, God gave them up to a debased mind to do what ought not to be done. Verse 29. They were filled with a manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. And they are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossips. Verse 30. Slanderers, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil. And notice there in verse 30, disobedient to parents. Verse 31, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Now Solomon, as we know, wrote the book of Proverbs. He was the wisest man who ever lived. And he urged children to respect their parents. He said in Proverbs 1, we read this morning, verse 8, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. In Proverbs 13, he says, A wise son hears his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. He says again in Proverbs 30, The eye that mocks a father and scorns to obey a mother will be picked out by the ravens of the valley and eaten by the vultures. For those of us who have grown up and left our parents' homes and are no longer living under their their authority, we, we are still obligated by this command to honor our parents. And even Jesus, God the Son, remember, he submitted himself to both of his earthly parents. Luke the doctor recorded these words for us in in Luke chapter 2, in verse 51. Jesus went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her 
heart. We see even Jesus, even though he was equal with God, even though he was God, submitted himself to the will of his heavenly Father as well. Matthew 26, verse 39. And going a little further, he fell on his face and he prayed, saying, My Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Jesus himself respected the position of a, a father. He respected the position of the mother and father relationship. And we are commanded to honor our parents, as we see here in the Ten Commandments. Remember, this is not a suggestion. It is a command. And we established that already. Um, so today, with the rest of the time we have left, we are going to see how we are to do this, how we can do this. I've, I've put together six practical ways in which we can honor our parents. This is not exhaustive. I'm sure there are more. But six practical ways how we can honor our parents. And before we do that, let me just remind you. We are to honor our parents with our actions as well as our, our words with our, with our attitudes. Um, you know, Jesus said this about the Pharisees' form of honor. There's different ways and types of honor. And the Pharisees had a, had a form of honor. And the Pharisees, Jesus rebuked them in Mark 7. He says, He spoke to them and said, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. It's one thing to, to say we honor our parents, but it's another thing to, to be actually doing it, to be actually um, living it in our lives. So let's not, let's not confuse that this morning. Um, I don't want you to be tempted this morning to think, oh, well, if I just complete these tasks, if I just complete these six practical ways, then I've done enough. That's not what I'm saying this morning. And Jesus reminds us this honoring God, honoring our parents is a heart attitude. It's not just an action. It's not just something that we, we do. It's a heart attitude. And Jesus reminded the Pharisees that honor is more than, than lip service. Um, their actions prove their, their motive. So the word honor in this passage is, is a verb, and it demands a correct action. And we should seek to honor our parents in, in much the same, that, the same way that we, we seek to honor God. Tim Challies he writes a series of very helpful articles that deal with the subject um, and some really hard cases where people have written back and spoken about their abusive parents and how difficult it is to honor those parents. I will try and post some of those articles on our, on our church's Facebook page that you can read. Um, and I'm sure that there may be some of you here this morning we may be tempted to say the same things. Yes, but Pastor Gareth, you, you don't know my parents. <laughs> you don't understand how difficult it is for me. Um, you don't know who they are or, or what they did. And I understand that difficulty. And I understand how hard it must be to show honor. Or, um, virtually impossible in, in certain cases. And I would encourage you to come and speak with somebody that you respect. Come and speak to one of the elders about that. Come and speak to me. Get some counsel. Speak to somebody that you trust. Um, even, a, even a senior teacher or an older aunt and uncle, you know, children who are struggling with that. And let us show you 
um, from the scriptures, if you have any objection for that, especially in the case of abuse. But for now, let's simply consider six practical ways in which we can honor our parents. And the first point I want to give you is simply forgive them. Simply forgive them. And perhaps the most important way we can honor our parents is to forgive them for the things that um, they have done wrong to us. And the fact is there are no perfect parents in this world. All parents have fallen far short of their children's expectations and probably their own expectations as well. And our parents have sinned against us. And they have made unwise decisions. And they have put unrealistic expectations on us as children. And they have said and done things that have left us probably wounded. And for that reason, many children enter into adulthood controlled by anger, um, by bitterness. They find themselves unable to move past their, their parents' mistakes or to move past their, their parents' sin. And their lives are characterized by this type of abuse. But we honor our parents by extending grace and forgiveness to them. We can best honor our parents by forgiving them. And this is actually possible. For we serve and imitate a forgiving Savior. This is not impossible. It is very much possible. In the Bible, we see Jesus' willingness to forgive the ones who had wounded him. In the very moment the nails were driven into his flesh, what did he say? What was his prayer? In Luke 23, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They didn't deserve Jesus' forgiveness. They hadn't earned it in any way. But still, Jesus gives us this wonderful example of forgiving others. You know, standing at the foot of the cross and considering such a Savior who we are told who we are we are to withhold forgiveness from our parents. We, we are not to do that. We are not to withhold forgiveness from our parents when we consider the example of our Savior at the cross. We honor our parents by extending grace and forgiveness to them. And like I said earlier on, if you struggled with the first four commandments, it's going to be very difficult for you to honor your parents in this fifth commandment. If you're struggling to submit to the authority of Christ in the first four commandments, you're going to struggle with forgiving others. You're going to struggle with the very example that Christ laid down before us. The second way we can honor our parents is to speak well of them. To speak well of them. To refuse to speak evil of them. And we live at a time when it is considered noble um, to air our, our grievances. And it's considered therapeutic to, to air our dirty laundry, especially over social media, especially over Facebook, where we think we can hide behind a screen and no damage is done. And it's so easy nowadays to tell the world exactly what we think of our bosses, what we think of our teachers, what we think of our government, and what we think of our parents. Yet the Bible warns us 
That we owe honor and respect to all authorities that God has placed us over, that God has placed over us. Romans 13 verse 7 says, Pay to all what is owed to them. Taxes to whom taxes are owed. Revenue to whom revenue is owed. Respect to whom respect is owed. Honor to whom honor is owed. We are to honor all authorities. Our words have the power to extend honor or dishonor. And we cannot miss that in the Old Testament. Remember, the penalty for cursing parents is the same as the penalty for assaulting a parent. Turn with me to Exodus 21 quickly. One chapter over. Exodus 21. Look here at verse 15 to 17. It tells us that whoever strikes his father or his mother shall be put to death. We saw that last week. But look at verse 16. Whoever steals a man and sells him and anyone found in possession of him shall be put to death. 17. Whoever curses his father or his mother shall be put to death. The penalty for cursing a parent is the same as the penalty for assaulting a parent. Notice that. And the reason that the penalty was the same for striking a parent and cursing a parent is because the root sin is the same. The root sin is the same. And you don't necessarily have to beat your parents to hate your parents. The root sin is the same. And to curse parents or to strike parents is to violate the, the fifth commandment as well as the sixth commandment. So Christians, speak well of your parents and refuse to speak evil of them. We need to speak well of our parents. We need to speak well of them while they are alive and speak well of them after they have died. To speak well of them to our siblings, to our spouses, to our children. We need to speak well of them to honor them in our churches and communities. Speak well of your parents and refuse to speak evil of them. The third way that we can honor our parents is to esteem them publicly and privately. Esteem them publicly and privately. Turn with me to Proverbs chapter 17. We're looking at the wisdom literature this morning. This is more of a, of a topical message, but I want to show you these, these wisdom passages that talk about honoring our parents. Proverbs 17, verse 6 says, The grandchildren are the crown of the aged, and the glory of children is their father's. So young people, your grandparents are proud of you. There's a reason why they love speaking about you. There's a reason why they love showing your, your pictures to their friends. There's a reason why they love putting your baby photos on Facebook. It's because they love you. They're proud of you. And you honor your parents then not by, not by mocking them publicly, even though they may have done some really weird things, even though you may have some, some good examples to, to laugh about. We don't mock them publicly. Children should be proud of our parents. We should glory in our, 
in our parents, publicly as well as privately. Here's an exercise for the youth, okay, this morning. Suppose you were with some of your friends and they have never met your parents. And they needed to reconstruct your parents from the way you talk about them. What kind of people would they think your parents are? By the words you have chosen to describe them. From the way that you have talked about them. Honor our parents by delighting in them, publicly as well as privately. I don't think we realize how important it is to give them credit where, where, they, where you can. We don't realize how important it is just to say, you know, everything I have learned, I've learned from you, Dad, or I have learned from you, Mom. You taught me how to handle my money well. You taught me how to tie my shoelaces well. Honor your parents. To say, you know, Dad, that was one thing you always taught me that I really, really appreciated. That is honoring your parents. These are simple ways, but ways that bring great joy and honor to your parents. And we can give this esteem privately in one-on-one conversations, or we can do this publicly. Um, To our graduates, Madison and Brianna, perhaps you could write a, a formal tribute to your parents before you leave and present it to them and to read it to them aloud in their presence. We honor our parents by esteeming them, by appreciating them. Next way, we honor our parents by seeking their wisdom, by seeking their wisdom. Look at Proverbs chapter 15. Proverbs chapter 15. Verse 20, it says, A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish man despises his mother. And the point here is not that the foolish person does not like his mother, but rather they live in such a way to rather make her sad. They effectively despise her. Paying careful attention to our parents, look at Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. My son, if you receive my words and treasure up my commandments with you, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Look at verse 3. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. And find the knowledge of God. So listen, listen carefully this morning, youth. If you are not paying attention to your parents, you are not honoring them. If you're not paying attention to your parents, you are not honoring them. It's as simple as that. You've got to hear what they say before it can do you any good. You need to hear what they have to say. And in a world with so much to say, and it's so noisy, we need to put those things aside and pay attention to the words of our parents. Honor them. Be careful. Heed what they say. The Bible, especially here in Proverbs, reminds us that that those who have lived 
longer lives have generally accumulated greater wisdom. We do well then to, to lean on them for understanding, to seek their input when faced with major decisions. Next point this morning, tell the truth. Another way we can honor our parents is by telling the truth. Don't lie. Tell the truth. Look at Proverbs chapter 22. Proverbs 22. Verse 28. Do not move the ancient landmark that your fathers have set. Now this verse is not talking about keeping traditions. Some people have interpreted to mean that. But in Israel, every, every person was a, a landowner. They, they, they owned portions of land. And it was customary to mark the boundaries of your land by, by cornerstones, by putting a pile of, of rocks on, on each corner of the land. They did not have fences in those days, so they used these piles of, of rocks as, as a landmark. And of course, it wasn't hard to move this pile of rock to a different place and encroach on somebody else's land. This, this was stealing. This is what we call today land encroachment. And you would basically be lying about whose land this belonged to. And this graphic picture that we have here in Proverbs 22 means any kind of lying or stealing is dishonoring. Dishonoring to God and dishonoring to our parents. Don't do it. Your parents love you when they tell you the truth. And they expect the same from you. Not to lie. In Proverbs 23, look at verse 23 and verse 24. Buy truth and do not sell it. Buy wisdom, instruction, and understanding. The father of the righteous will greatly rejoice. He who fathers a wise son will be glad in him. Look at Proverbs 23. Sorry, 24, verse 26. Whoever gives an honest answer kisses the lips. Whoever gives an honest answer kisses the lips. Honesty honors your parents. Don't lie. Now, no parent is honored by, by lying. And sometimes this may mean telling them truths that they don't like to hear. But honor them. Honor them by telling the truth. The next way, the last way, the sixth way that we can honor our parents is by supporting them. By supporting them in all forms, emotionally and financially. I think of David at a particular low point in his life. Remember, he was weighed down by the cares and the attacks by the different enemies. And in this context, he cries out to God and he says in Psalm 71, Do not cast me off in the time of old age. And forsake me not when my strength is spent. And David feared the combination of age. He feared the, the threat of isolation, of being alone. And of course, our parents do the same. 
And we honor our parents by giving them the assurance that we will not forsake them in their old age. When we are young, we gain strength, and, and of course we long for independence. But our parents raise us to be strong. They, they raise us to be free. But there's a trade-off here, a passing of, of the baton. As our parents age, they become weaker, and they, they begin to lose their independence. And we honor our parents by giving them the assurance that we will not forsake them in their old age. Just as they cared for us, we will take care of them. This is our responsibility. And it ought to be our joy. It ought to be our joy. And of course, financially, this may be a sensitive issue. But we need to support our parents. First Timothy chapter 5. Remember, we find Paul telling Timothy how to honor widows within the church. And he provides instruction. He, he gives two important principles in First Timothy 5. In verse 4, he says, Children are to make some return to their parents. And in verse, a, he says, verse 8, he says, Christians who will not provide for family members are behaving worse than unbelievers. One Christian author, Kent Hughes, he says, Christian sons and daughters are responsible for the financial care of widows. And as the text expands it, of their helpless parents and grandparents. William Barclay, he, he agrees um, from that same passage there in First Timothy. Here's his commentary. He says, The raising of children requires tremendous sacrifice. And it is only right that children make sacrifices for parents in return. We may want to consider... Jesus' rebuke of the, the Pharisees in, in Mark chapter 7. He rebukes them because they refused to take care of their parents. Remember that. And perhaps this is totally goes against the grain of, of Western cultures. But the Bible calls Christians to take responsibility for providing for their family members. And this command applies equally to the parents of, of young children and the, ch and the children of elderly parents. So let me conclude this morning. You know, God calls every child of every age to show honor to parents. And I've shown you six ways, practical ways, that we could do that. And he calls us to honor them as, as an outflowing of the way that we honor God. So this is not independent of our relationship with God. It's an outflowing. It's an outpouring. And when we dishonor our parents, we, we sin against God. But as I said in, in the beginning of the sermon, this command to honor our parents is the fifth commandment. It's not the first commandment. And for those of you who have struggled with this sermon this morning, the reason is probably that you are struggling with the first four commandments that teach us how we ought to honor God. God comes first. So before we conclude this morning, how is your relationship with God this morning? Are you submitting to Him as your final authority? Or are you, are you buffering against these ways that we can honor God? And your problem this morning is not with your parents. Your problem is with God. 
You know, the other temptation, the other problem with teaching this type of topical message is that people may be tempted to think that all they really need to do is tick the box. Okay, I've done those six things. I'm fine. I'm fine with God. I'm fine with everybody else. I'm on my way to heaven. And that's exactly what the rich young ruler did. Remember in in Matthew chapter 19. He comes to Jesus, worried that he was not going to heaven. And he asked Jesus in, in Matthew 19 verse 16. He says to Jesus, What good deed must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus answers him with quoting six of the commandments. And one of the commandments is the fifth commandment which Jesus mentions in verse 19. He says to this rich young ruler, Honor your father and mother. And the rich young ruler in verse 20, he kind of just dismisses that. He says, All these I've kept. I've kept these things. What else do I lack? Now he had been taught by his Jewish teachers that people were to be saved. People were right with God by doing something. He was taught that by his works, he would would earn his ticket into heaven. He thought, much like many others think today, that this was the way to heaven. This was the way to be saved, to do good works. He had lived externally a blameless life, but yet he was not at peace. He was anxious, and he came to Jesus to determine what, in God's view, in Jesus' view, was to be done, that his righteousness might be complete. And let me just say this morning, doing these six, fulfilling these six suggestions will not fulfill, will not complete your righteousness. It will not. Honoring your parents is an outflow of the way that you honor God. Jesus pointed him to his idol. Remember there, Jesus rebuked him. Jesus saw that he was worshipping his money. He was worshipping his possessions. And Jesus exposed that to him, exposed his sin. So let me imitate the pattern of Jesus this morning. If you are honest with yourself, if you are honest with God this morning, you must have at some point in your life broken even this fifth commandment. Don't dismiss this. I'm sure that at some stage you have not honored your parents by extending grace and forgiveness to them. I'm sure at some point you have not honored your parents by speaking well of them. I'm sure at some point you do not honor your parents by esteeming them privately and in public. I'm sure at some point you did not honor your parents by seeking their wisdom. I'm sure at some point you did not honor your parents by, by telling lies. I'm sure at some point you did not honor your parents by supporting them. If you are feeling guilty this morning, if you are feeling condemned this morning, it's not because of your parents, it's because of your sin. Jesus did not come into this world to condemn us, but in order that the world might be saved through him. John chapter 3, verse 17. Let me read the rest of that passage. John three eighteen. Whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe is condemned already. Because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. 
Verse 19, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and the people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. And unfortunately, the rich young ruler loved the darkness more than he loved the light. Remember, he left Jesus sorrowful. What about you this morning? What is your heart telling you this morning? Are you running from the light? Or are you willing to come to the light? Jesus offers us full and perfect peace. If we are willing to repent of our sins, if we are willing to agree with God that we have sinned, if we are willing to agree that we have failed in these commands, in these laws that God has given to us. These laws were given so that we would know and understand what sin is. Do you agree with that this morning? If we are willing to repent of our sins and turn to Christ, this may mean repenting to our parents as well. Getting right with them where we have failed them. That is what true repentance means. Turning from our sin. Not just ignoring it. Making right with those that we have offended. That's what repentance means. If you don't agree with God, they are sins. And you're not willing to ask your parents for, for forgiveness where you have sinned against them. Then you stand condemned this morning. There is no hope for you. Let me remind you. Jesus came into this world not to condemn you, but so that those who believe in the name of the only Son of God would have eternal life. We have hope this morning, folks. If you have failed and you realize that this morning, come to Jesus, come to the light. Jesus said, Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Won't you come to Jesus this morning? Let us pray. Father, we come to you this morning. Thankful, Lord, that we do not need to live in our sin. Lord, that you have broken the chains and you have set us free from this power of darkness, the power of sin. And for us who have put our faith in you, Lord, we have been redeemed. We have been set free and we are alive in Christ. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord, for this weight that has been lifted from us. Thank you for the peace that we can enjoy through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Lord, I know that we are not perfect. and I know we live lives now of holiness. We pursue your example. We pursue your character. We learn more about your holiness. And the more we love you, the more we hate our sin. And I know there's a difference between being condemned and being convicted. 
for those who are believers here this morning, Lord, those are the ones who are being convicted. They're the ones who have the Holy Spirit showing them how they can change and where they need to improve. And I pray the Spirit of God would do that this morning. Show us, Lord, how we need to make right with our parents where we have failed. The Spirit of God would lead us to freedom, would lead us to forgiveness. But for those who feel condemned this morning, are the ones who don't know Christ, are the ones who are feeling guilty in their sins, are the ones who need Christ. So I pray this morning, Lord, that you would show them the only hope that they have is Jesus Christ who washes our sins away. Only the blood of the Lamb can do that. And I pray this morning that they would run to the Lamb, that they would call upon the name of the Lord, they would put their faith in Him, they would repent of their sins, and they would believe. So I pray that you would grant them salvation this morning. We do thank you, Lord, for teaching us again and again of our need for a Savior. And pray, Lord, that we would respond the way we should this morning, and you would be glorified. And we ask this prayer for the sake of your great name and for the joy of all your people here in New Life Church. We ask this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.